Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Okay, well, uh, let me just make sure that we're recording. We've had some interesting things happen to us. So just one second here, and we stay under 30. We're okay. Okay, let me check one more thing here. And come on. Okay, we're good. The news is good here. Okay, so we'll go in three, two, one. Hey, everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show, and thank you so much for your well wishes. Yes, I am much, much, much better. In fact, actually, I'm going to try to get back into the gym a little bit today. That's our home gym and our pool. But like I said, I may break out into a couple coughing spells. I got the cough button here, but uh, evil doesn't take uh, any time off. And uh, this is still the land of opportunity, and we want to make all of these uh, pieces of information available to you. We have Robert Kudla with us today from Trade Genius. And we're going to weigh in on uh, a lot of things economic and geopolitical that affects the economics. And hopefully you're listening closely and taking notes because there's some really good advice coming your way. Because uh, the world's at a turning point. America is at a turning point, And you still have the ability to make good decisions to enhance your financial future. There's still opportunity here. So Bob Kudla is going to join us to talk about those opportunities. Bob, welcome to the show. And, and, and I have to tell you, Bob, I um, it looks like certain parts of the world are collapsing financially. Yeah, I mean, uh, and for many different reasons. So, um, you know, you and I, we've been talking about this now. I guess we're going on 18 months, and it's been a slow-motion a train wreck, but it's been the most telegraphed train wreck that that has ever been in existence. Anybody who's who's kitting themselves their portfolio on the wrong side of this is they have no excuse. They can't say they haven't been warned. Is is that um, basically the food uh, situation in North Africa slash Middle East now with Lebanon has basically received a shipment of grain that is unedible. Uh, don't know the whys and wherefores of that. However. They do not have reserves to buy more wheat. So that country basically is without grain. Okay, how scary is that? And then you have um, in Europe, uh, you know, sands, sands the Nordic country that has a lot of hydro and sands um, France that has a lot of nuclear. They're beholden to basically the oligarchs in Russia and in Saudi Arabia and we're at a point now where Germany literally is saying we'll have to shut down industries if we can't get the price of energy under control. And if they can't get natural gas under control, they can't produce chemicals and they can't produce fertilizers. So, so you know, so that situation is economic and food related. And then you have China, which is going. I, don't, I have no idea what their end game is. I have some suspicions. But they shut down, obviously, Shanghai about two weeks ago, and now they're shutting down Guangzhou province on the other side of Hong Kong. That's province one and province two of the um, of China's economic miracle. And here's the other thing, too. You know, my understanding is is that that the southern provinces and the northern provinces are, you know, it's not a monolith. And I think Xi is trying to shut down the areas in which he doesn't have total control over 
and, and he's shutting these people down. You're talking 50, 60 million people he's locking into their homes. Bob, just to be clear, are you, are you talking about where he doesn't have political control over, like, the peasants in the eastern part of the country? Well, I'm told that, you know, you got the, the triad and the mandarins, right? They, you know, he's not, you know, he, he just doesn't say go and every boo. You know, he has, he's, he has challengers. Okay, you know? okay. It's just that everything's quite under the covers, as you know. And, but, you know, uh, Shanghai is, is, is an area where everybody's watching for where Xi's power can be um, challenged. You know, Xi can't run the country by himself. He has to rely on his dukes and barons, right, just like any other king. And and he has dukes and barons now that are, are, are look, in the South, these guys want to have relationship with the United States and the West because that's how they derive their wealth. They are not enemies of us. In the North, very nationalistic, and they want to have challenge. And so now you're having this situation where, you know, uh, things aren't going that great for for uh, uh, for China, and you're starting to probably get some some behind the scenes movement. And he just shut down two of the big regions that are in the south. And so, you know, basically the country has the rice belt and the, and the wheat belt. So, you know, if, you, if you're ever in China, you eat rice, or you eat wheat noodles, right? Depending on what part of the country you're in. And so, um, it's going to be interesting to see. But the bigger picture for us is that um, uh, Germany and, and, and northern Italy, they send their high-end manufacturing equipment to China. Well, if China keeps shutting down, right, if China keeps shutting down, they're, they, they, um, they're not going to buy European stuff, okay? And if China keeps shutting down, they're not shipping stuff to us. So, you know, it causes short-term inflation and, and some challenges to our... Um, Challenges to our our um, economic issues until we transfer to another country, right? Like Vietnam or Mexico or India, is is that? Uh, but China is like shooting themselves in the head, and it's really it's really beyond me. Um, it's, a, it's a strange way um, of of being able to try to control a population. So so he may have already lost control. We just don't even know. You know how they always say there's a black swan? I call it a black duck, right? For Peking duck. So keep an eye on China. And you and I talked about this forever, Dave. I said China is not the future. You know, we can go, you guys can go yeah, back to the thing I talked about two years ago. People always said China, China, China. I said China is a Potemkin village, and, and it's proven to be so. And so that conveyor belt is ending. And so ironically, the people who benefit the most from that conveyor belt ending is the United States. We run twin deficits. So if, you know, if, if countries are starting to implode, you know, our, our imports will fall faster than our exports will fall from an aggregate dollar point of view. And so um, we can just ramp up the infrastructure spending and absorb the cheaper commodity prices when they come. So that's kind of what's going on here. So, man, it is just a mixed bag. And, but the Federal Reserve and the Biden administration uh, never count these guys out from just doing something stupid to potentially ruin a good thing. So if they keep raising interest rates, you know, they'll blow up the golden goose here, depending on what level and how fast they do it. And if they go ahead and uh, if the Biden administration keeps insisting on suicidal policies like Europe does and Canada does, then then I, I think um, uh, they can put us right in the same hole as everybody else. When you talk about suicidal policies... Um, what I'm looking at now concerning, concerning me is I'm beginning to get reports from medical people, and this is not in the mainstream media, but it's consistent enough that I think it's true, that antibiotics are now in short supply. We know that baby formula is in short supply. Uh, we've got all these shortages such as rubber and so forth. Um, at, at what point do we have to say we've got to take on the manufacturing ourselves and make it a priority? Well, look, the only way it can be done fast is if, if the Biden administration declares a national defense emergency like uh, mm-hmm. Trump did and, and Biden did for energy. He has to do it for, for manufacturing or or it's just going to have to naturally happen. But, you know, the shortages are, um, you know, the commodity shortages will probably take care of themselves. The, the manufacturing shortages are are probably a two to three year problem, even if you want to fix them today. And 
you know, I don't know what the, the, the Chinese game is here. Is, is, are, they, are they trying to squeeze us in certain sectors by shutting these, these industries down? The only thing I worry about China is that is the pharmaceuticals. So if anything, we need to do a National Defense uh, Manufacturing Act for pharmaceuticals. We, we need to tell every one of our manufacturers they have to produce X percentage of their pharmaceuticals and precursors in the United States, or you know, you, you can't go very long without insulin. You know, so I know. Um, well, cancer drugs and antibiotics too save lives. Well, it depends who you talk to on cancer drugs. Maybe it's probably a good thing you don't chemo, you know, <laughs> bag and all that stuff. Time for another show, but um, but yeah, the um, yeah, uh, but, I, I hear you, Bob. But here, here, here's the, the concern I have. I don't see this administration doing anything that benefits any American, and I hate to be cynical, but I couldn't find you an example of where they're benefiting Americans. Yeah, they're, they're, they're working on a plan, and it sure doesn't look like, I mean, it looks like they're just going to get absolutely blown away. Even CNN is showing data now that, you know, basically white men are now are, are, are totally abandoned White men under under college age totally abandoned the Democratic administration in in droves, and now white men, college educated, moved eight points from Dem to to Republican, and but even college educated, um, uh, you know, women are are the support is softening, and it didn't look at um, uh, demographics of of ethnicity, but as you know. Um, Basically, the Hispanic community is now no longer a a lock. It's basically a yes. plur, pluristic. Uh, what do you call it? Um, you know the word I'm trying to say. It's uh, it's it's pretty much down the line now. And so yeah. uh, the only the only democratic the only demographic that Democrats own now are highly educated white women uh, and the um, uh, the black community. And so. Uh, at least for now, we'll see what happens in the election. But, but what that means is that they're definitely going to get blown out in the congressional election. So I don't really understand. I don't understand the plan. Is it? Is it like you know? Is it the Samson option? You know, I, I really don't. I mean, literally, um, we know Biden's not running the country. We saw it last week when Obama was the one everybody was talking to, and he was walking around looking for his dentures. Yeah, I saw it was really sad. Tried to interrupt conversations by putting his hand on Obama's shoulder. He ignored him. Harris ignored him. People turned away from him when he walked up to him. See, people said to me, was this a sign that Obama's taking over? And I said, no. I think Obama's trying to rally the troops. Yeah, he moved to yeah, D.C. He, <coughs> he had building a home in D.C. But but my, my point is that they it, the activists are running the administration right now, not policymakers. So, um, so, so yeah, so that's what we have to worry about. But you know, but from my standpoint, the cake is baked. And so, uh, the things that I've been talking to you about for trading is, I don't see any of that changing until we get what I call the deflation flip. So, if oil closes substantially under like ninety four, ninety five dollars, then oil can literally drop by 30 percent uh over the course of the rest of the year and and um food prices are are, you know are dependent upon fertilizer and dependent upon climate so um but it's interesting to me is that i like to just be you know it's easy to be doom and gloom doom and gloom all the time but i've been seeing incredible sales in the grocery stores like on meat and i think it's a short-term benefit we might have talked about this before but guys you know if you're seeing really good sales now you need to stock up your freezer and the only other thing that i would say is is that if you're um uh if if you if you need carbohydrates to, to survive uh buy 250 pound bags of rice they'll last you a year and they'll feed your family for a year and so in case they decide to do this crazy stuff this crazy, crazy stuff with um, uh, start creating shortages. Look, in China, they're, they're, Shanghai is starving. And so it won't take long before the rest of the world starts freaking out about food. And I remember in 2011 when we had the last crisis for food, 
and um, we had um, we had the uh, rice shortage. It, it doesn't take you know Costco will be cleaned out in a week. You know, one thing with toilet paper to go, it's a whole other thing when people don't think there's going to be enough food, and so you need to panic. He who panics first panics best, Dave. Well, there's some signs now. My wife shopped in Costco the other day in Phoenix, and there were ration. There was rationing in place, and not just for human food, even for dog food. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's, it's really interesting. They were having some problems with manufacturing uh, uh, pet foods, so. You know, if you if you feed your dog dry, if you feed your dog dry food, make sure you put it into an airtight uh, bin. Mm-hmm. And food obviously will last you a while. So, uh, I wanted to ask you about the phrase you brought up, uh, deflationary flip, and you said it could result in lower oil prices. Now, without delving any deeper, just on the surface of those terms, it almost seems like it's a good thing for people because are they going to be paying less for gas, or is this more ominous than it sounds? Oh, no, uh, it's, it's... We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. And we already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time again it's another mixed bag depending on what happens with that oil flip so sometimes when prices start to fall if they're falling with other asset prices that's bad if, if oil's falling and other asset prices are not falling that's good so it all depends like i said when you get that deflationary flip i'm referring to everything going down but oil will kick it off so that means traders are, are bailing out and they're going to cash. So Oh, I see, because oil is not the place to invest, and so you withdraw it, and so it becomes worth less. But won't that have a good effect on the economy, at least temporarily, because it'll be cheaper to ship things and so forth? Yeah, except if the price of the goods being shipped aren't falling enough. You know, we're having demand destruction right now. They showed a, a basically freight. Ford freight con- spot contract prices are are um, are falling. Like what, what is that? I'm not familiar with that. Meaning that if you um, if you, if you are a truck driver, uh, you're having a harder time finding loads into the future. The demand for the trucks are falling off a cliff. 
So we don't know yet. We're still people are saying there's inventory data that supports that it's demand destruction. So we don't know if that's if that's going to play out. So that means things just got so expensive, people just stopped buying it. That makes sense. Um, along those lines, though, with truckers, did you see where Walmart is going to be paying from ninety four to one hundred and fifteen thousand for truck services, trucker services, and this is up from the fifty six thousand that was being paid. Yeah, so um, they're just getting ahead of the problem with basically people are retiring. Did you see American Airlines offered to fly connecting flights via via bus? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, pilot. So. So that's the other issue that's coming up, and that's deflationary too. So this inflationary thing that we're going to deal with is going to actually subside, Dave, in a sense that um, if older people spend less than younger people because older people have more stuff than younger people, okay? And and then older people have the money, but the younger people are broke. So, so they can't afford prices staying up. So in order for the economic engine to revamp prices have to fall but when prices fall there's a lot of people that borrowed money against asset prices at a certain level that they default so that's why these things get so 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 complicated is that uh you have these situations where you have to know why these things are going to happen and and so if you have demographics that are saying demand is going to fall and you have people that are highly in debt well that those 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 debt levels will have to fall too. And so everything kind of falls together. And that's what I call about the deflationary flip. All deflation is great actually for, for the population that owns no assets. It's just that you have to be able to keep your job during that time period. Okay. Because companies will shed workers in a New York minute. Hmm. Okay. Well, that, that does, that does make some sense, but there could be some short-term relief. I, I want to ask your opinion on something because I, I personally, without being an expert, I'm outraged because I think there's a national security implication. But Biden releasing oil reserves to try to minimize the damage being done by his policies with regard to oil prices. Yeah, that's that's probably why oil is is struggling like it's struggling because it's. Um uh, they just keep releasing, but they're you know they're down to like fifteen or twenty days left. So once that abates, we go right into the summer season. So I think what they're hoping to do is fill up all the refineries for the summer driving, and try to catch the, the fall shoulder without getting too much damage. So it's really a race to see what they can do. Um, yeah, so that's um, that's an issue. You know, national security grounds. That oil that's in, in, in that is, is pretty much crap oil. You know, it's high sulfur and, and um, you know, we're ramping up production. So, yeah, I, I think it's short-sighted for political purposes. But, um, you know, I think from a longer-term perspective, I think we're, uh, we'd be able to get our production up fast enough in any situation. Is, is it, Bob, you're an ex-military guy, so I have to ask you this way. Isn't this dangerous to our military to deplete our oil reserves? Yeah, the, 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 the Department of Defense has their own. So they have their own strategic stockpiles. So they have enough to carry a two-front two, uh, war for a period of months. So they have they have their own strategic petroleum reserves. Yeah, and I, when you look at national defense, I say more is better. And that's yeah, why yeah, I, yeah. You know, of course, and uh, but we but we do have uh, we do have quite a bit, and you know what they would do if in a war they would just simply ration you. That's true. So, um, oh, that's true. But, and address that just for a second here, because most people alive don't know about World War II rationing unless they had a good history teacher like me several years ago, and uh, and people don't realize that you had to have a certain amount of stamps or coupons to get a pair of boots. To get underwear, to buy gas, to buy certain kinds of food. Uh, can you elaborate on a little bit? What could we expect if we really go into full blown war? Yeah, I mean, look. In my point of view, is I don't know where we go into a full blown war that would last more than a week. Right? We're not going to invade China. We're not going to invade Russia. 
So the war is going to go strategic immediately. And so I just don't see us moving men and material across the, um, I don't see us moving men and material across the, um, uh, the pond here in, in such a level that we're going to be short, um, resources. Now, having said that, if we go to war with China and the, the boats don't come over with all our stuff, then I think it's a problem. I do too. And then, um, speaking of China, people are really downplaying Taiwan now. I don't see it as the threats mitigated. I mean, how do you see the Taiwan situation or military involvement because China gets aggressive? Yeah, we just we're providing another hundred million dollars worth of strategic anti um, anti missile technology to, to to Taiwanese, and I think probably the Chinese government watched how poorly the Russian military and their equipment performed against uh, the Ukrainians. Okay. And so, uh, and remember, China used the same manufacturing of high corruption in their process, too. And so um, uh, they were going to buy the alligator helicopter from, uh, from, from Russia. Ukrainians are taking them right out of the sky with American and uh, European technology. So uh, they're like, okay, that doesn't work. And China couldn't build their own helicopter. Okay, so... so uh, I just don't see China as as a threat to Taiwan whatsoever. And the Taiwanese have the ability to reach out and touch China in a way in which basically would make China a third world country again. So anything the Chinese do will simply be a um, would simply be a pride victory in my view. Interesting. So does that enter into the economics of uh, our situation? Um. Well, look. If we go to war with China, whatever, and the and the and the boats stop coming, it's it's a problem for the whole world. Okay, so that that is that is a fact. So that that's what area we worry about. But I think China is probably going to have an internal fight before it comes to fighting with us. I think there's many in China that simply would like that. Look, we were never a natural enemy of China. So it's just until Xi really started to ramp up his thinking. Is that it's become very militar- militaristic? Okay, the Chinese are natural traders, um, and you know we look. We pulled them out of the fire in, in World War II. Um, you know, then then you know with Mao, you know we had we got the Korea thing going and we got the uh, Vietnamese thing going, but under uh, under Deng, you know, that whole cabal of, of leadership in China really was looking for. Reproachment with the U.S. And I think the U.S. is probably trying to see if they can foment some sort of a of a, a move over there too. You're talking about an undermining coup. Yeah, I don't know if it's so much a coup, just encouraging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe I guess you can call it a coup. Let's call it what it is. But uh, yeah, I think there. And there was a weird statement by a Chinese official about when we asked them if they would help us with. Uh, if they would help us with um, with Russia, they said, "Well, once you get done with Russia, you're going to come for us." <laughs> so we we probably are doing both at the same time. So so it's going to be very interesting to see. But yeah, I mean, I think an ideal state would obviously be a less militaristic China. And um, but you know, you got the you got very nationalistic people in the north. I think it's going to be a problem for us. That, that really, yeah, I, I agree. I just, it's interesting you're talking about coup, but <laughs> I don't see this administration pulling that off. Is well, maybe. there's somebody behind the scenes here that they're they're, they're manipulating pretty hard. So, um, so obviously they told Joe just to sit back and let us take over this thing. But um, obviously the intelligence services are are dealing with. And look, it it's. It could, you know, China, you know, those, we have relationships with all those people for decades. So it's not like, you know, we only could talk to Xi. These people talk to each other all the time. So it could be very interesting. But just look, there's no way China can take us on. I, I, I don't know how many times it's tell us to people China does not have the, the strategic reach. They don't have the capability. Uh, they have a one-child policy. And you start bringing tens of thousands of Chinese boys' bodies home, you're wiping out entire clans. Okay. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's not like in America, you know, where you have multiple kids in lots of cases and, 
here you wipe out whole clans of people and families, everything in China, okay? Uh, they tolerate the communists if certain things are left alone. So, so anyway, that's, that's an issue. So I don't worry about China at all. Uh, China is playing the only cards they can right now. They can economically hurt us. And I think they're playing those cards right now. Do you think the media, on behalf of the um, deep state, is manipulating us by instilling fear against China? Of course. You have to have a boogeyman, right? Yeah, where, there where, you go. All the American people will start looking inward and say, what the heck are you doing to us? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, this makes a lot of sense. What yeah, you just so, said makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, so yeah, so everything's kind of playing out. and. And the Russia thing is going to go on far longer than people think. Um, you know, Russia has more staying power than, and, and it's clear Russia has resources that the West needs. You, you're already starting to see Germany's going to crumble. I worry about this. If we don't fix, help fix this thing, I don't want to throw Germany into Russia's orbit because that's, that's the scenario that freaks me out, Dave. If we lose Germany from the West and they pair up with Russia, good night, nurse. Yeah, I tell you, Germany's going down the paranoid path, too. I have seen multiple references, and some people from Germany have actually sent this to me, where they're spending an inordinate amount of money fortifying their bunkers. Uh-oh. I don't know if you knew that or not, but they, they're, no, acting no, like, no. they're acting like getting attacked is a foregone conclusion. Yeah, I, you know, I just, I just don't see it. I mean, no, I don't know if Russia's going to reach out, maybe go after Finland or something like that. But it's just a, it's just a mistake on their part. They have, they show that they have an inability to coordinate, um, to coordinate military activities. I mean, look, they can't even, they can't even blow out Ukraine, okay? And these guys are all fighting with, with basically guerrilla weapons. You know, ninety five percent of their tanks and aircraft were taken out in the first day of fighting okay you know you only see the ukrainians taking out russian tanks but the russia took out all of ukraine's tanks everyone mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know these guys are fighting on on foot right which is is uh obviously much more effective and so wait till summer comes when the leaves are out you know these guys can walk unobstructed through the forests you know carrying seven eight pound anti-tank missiles from from sweden and from from Britain, ours is a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit heavier. Um, but these weapons are scary good, and the Americans are actually giving out their switchblade drones now too. What is that? You, you, you fire them on like a like kind of like out of a, a mortar tube, and it's a drone. So you just carry it in a mortar tube, you shoot a drone out, you get instant tactical picture. So they, those things can laze, those things have weapons. You know, there's some pretty neat. I don't call it neat. War is not neat, but pretty intense stuff. That look, the, the Russians and the Chinese having our technology. They're seeing is twenty year old technology. You know, I'm sure if push came to shove, we would probably dust off, show people what actually what Aurora looks like. You know, oh by the way, we have a Mach five bomber. Okay, <laughs> that could be over your country in thirty minutes, and you, there's, there's no way you can even. First of all, you won't see it. <laughs> Second of all, the missiles will be hitting before your radar can react to it. So, you know, so I, I know that we're leaps and bounds ahead of the Russians and the Chinese from a military point of view. So really, our problems. The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. It's going to be if we don't get this administration under control, that's literally, uh, they don't understand economics. They're just totally into this social demonic, you know, impulse that they're on right now. Can, can we go to the micro for a second? We've been talking the macro. Yeah. I'm worried about the average person here economically. Uh, I read a stat yesterday and I don't, I believe it's accurate. It said, Forty percent of America doesn't have a thousand dollars in savings. Oh yeah, well I think that's been a given for a long time. Yeah. So 
look, you know, the vast majority, you know, if you're under 30, you, you don't own anything, right? So they got they got that part half right with the WEF, right? You, know, you won't own anything, but they're not happy about it. Yes. <laughs> I saw a stat where where basically 65% of the population is either living with their parents or uh, living with a partner but not married, which is long-term devastating for an economy. Marriage is a foundation of stability that forces different behaviors. And um, I think they created a monster here by by some of the policies they had over the last 15, 20 years that they're going to they're going to regret. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, I'm going to put my cynical hat on for a second. Uh, Being an old sociology educated person, in fact, my first undergraduate degree was in that. A guy named Amitai Etzioni, who was the founding father of sociology, said, the family can exist without the state, but the state can't exist without the family. Right. Uh, and he also went on to say that if you want cultural revolutions, you've got to turn the family upside down, even if it's issues you don't care about. And this is what I see going on in America today, a fundamental attack upon the family. And you're saying that uh, on one hand, you know, you've got these people living at home with their parents and they're not meeting and mating and having kids. And so when we look at all that, I think it's by design from the extreme left. Oh, yeah. Well, I also think it's demonic, too, right? I agree everything, with you. Everything God holds dear, the left the left is trying to destroy. Bingo. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Okay, so we see that the same way. and and But what they don't realize is they can't have a stable... Let, let's say they complete this communist transformation that we're undergoing right now. Um, and so this transformation is completed... If you have unstable families, you have an unstable country. I mean, to me, the logic of what they're doing is is ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, but they don't they don't realize that yet because you know when you're a true believer, you, you never you never think of the downside, right? It's always it's always the upside or somebody screwing with your upside. So you know they it'll eventually it'll eventually cause them great harm too. Uh huh. And I, I agree. I mean, you know, look what Disney's doing. They're 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 now appealing for the basically the affluent um, non-married person versus with children. You can see it in their policy. You can see it in their statements. You can see it with how they're dealing with the parks. That that's who they want as their customer. And so so you know even policies are 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 going that way. And that's going to harm Disney long term because the kids are your conveyor belt up to the the parks. If the kids don't get to enjoy the parks. What I think Disney's weird, kind of some of the movies are getting weird, is that they'll lose that whole generation coming. Look, families can't go anyway. You know, we were just laughing yesterday. We were heading to a, a memorial service by Anaheim Stadium, and and you know, we're like, oh, they have a game going, and we're like, my daughter said, you know, we don't ever go to games. I'm like, yeah, well, I, you know, I don't have six eight hundred dollars to drop on to go to a game anytime I want. You know, it's so expensive take a family to a game, you know, nor do I want you can watch it on TV, but it's just, that's the thing. They're just pricing everybody out of everything. And so it, it the whole thing will implode. Is, is that happening too in the market or people being priced out of the market? Um, well, yeah, people have been priced out of the market for a long, long time. Retail can't afford these levels. It's a, that's why the option contracts have been so, popular because it's high leverage but lower cost and um, when that rolls over we're going to we'll wipe out a generation of traders so people don't know really what's coming here but you know we will be by the time at the end of 2023 we will have seen a five zero percent decline in the stock market so so either we're going to get it because they're going to inflation is going to kill us and higher interest rates are going to get us or the whole thing rolls over into, into a deflationary environment, and it, they're going to get us that way. But either way, we're going down. Uh, we have 20% of the S&P 500 that can't can't cash flow. That means they're borrowing money every month to survive. So as interest rates go up, their borrowing costs go up. And the only way they can get out of debt is either shutting down, getting rid of people, or um, diluting their share price so that they can, they can pay down the debt. So... Is problematic across the board. So, at the same time, 
you know, if the Biden administration keeps trying to spend the money they're going to spend, is that it's going to it's going to elevate oil prices, it's going to elevate gold prices and commodity prices. So you have a situation where, it, you know, thing that I phrased is I call it the inflationary depression, is where nominally prices look higher, but less and less and less people can afford it. Some people call it stagflation, but stagflation is a little bit different. Stagflation is high growth, high inflation. I mean, low growth and high inflation. My thing is we're going to have negative growth and high inflation. And so uh, we're actually GDP will fall. And I think that's going to be uh, what people are not expecting. You know, a lot of people my age and higher are counting on the nest egg of their home to be able to afford a comfortable retirement and their money in the stock market. You take 50% off of both of those and then see if you can live off of that. Okay. That's what we're um, so, you, so you, I don't know if you heard that. That was my my bot just made a trade on the futures market. I did made a reversal. <laughs> I, 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 gosh, you brought up such a good point there, here, and I just lost my thought on that. Um, your bot got my attention. The um, what was the last thing you just said before the bot went off? Uh, negative growth, high inflation. Yeah. Point, yeah. Uh, that that's true you know there's also you know i brought this up to you before but it seems timely to bring it up again blackrock engaged in a plot and it's the only way i can think to describe it to where they overbid on existing home mortgages 20 to 50 percent and we all got the calls from their front companies and so forth to our phones the obnoxious people wanting to buy our homes oh we can what, what you think your home worth we can pay you more yeah, and I had one conversation like this, and I just said, "We'll never have another one." But, but here, here's my point: um, you've got one third of the home market now priced out because of what BlackRock did, and now you've got Janet Yellen saying, "Well, home values are really up, and Americans have this unrealized income." In other words, a three hundred thousand dollar house is now worth four hundred thousand, so we need to tax you greatly on the appreciated amount, which is a bunch of bullcrap because I gotta pay higher property taxes. I'm not benefiting from this. Because if I sell my home I gotta go buy another overpriced home. But she wants she did testimony in the Senate Banking Committee in October to start taxing appreciated value on homes, which I think could wipe out most home ownership. Uh I want you to take care of my fears here, Bob, because I'm really worried because you talked about home um equity and your home is a nest egg. I think that's in jeopardy with this plot. Yeah, it's never going to happen, ever. So okay, make me confident. It, it, how, how do you know it, this is it, never going to happen? Democrats, if the Democrats want to have nobody in Congress, they vote for that. Okay, you would literally see the price of homes collapse sixty, seventy percent. The turmoil in in the economy would be complete destruction. Because it would just cause seller upon seller upon seller, and and uh, it's just not going to happen. So they, they don't have the votes for it. Jesus out there just these people. They say these things to appeal to their base that they'll never ever do. They just do that to get everybody worked up, Dave. Okay, that's why that's how Prop Thirteen came into being because California kept having property prices kept going up and the taxes were brutalizing. People who, who whose incomes weren't supporting the uh, the speculation, we would literally we would we would uh, we would literally see a, a a political coup that the Democrats would never be allowed to hold power again. It's just like when they went after the kids, right? You start going after homeowners, you know. Um, it's just it, it 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 just doesn't work. And can you imagine the fights that you'd have in, in 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 the tax courts over what was the value of my of my assets? Yeah, that's that's exactly what my wife well, and I discussed. Well, you know. here's the other thing too. When do they pick it, right? So let's say December 31st, your home was worth one million dollars, right? <clears throat> and on January 3rd, uh, they found a radioactive dump next to your home. Now your home's worth two hundred thousand. But you have to pay a wealth tax on your $1 million assessment at the end of that year. Okay? 
So now you got a home that's not worth keeping, but you have to pay a wealth tax on top of it. Wow, that's you crazy. Know, so, you know, I mean, the, it just, it just would, it's so unworkable that, you know, and plus that idiot, everything she says never happens anyway. So they just do this stuff to, to get the activist red meat going and get people like us all worked up. I just choose to ignore them. Okay, that's good news because I'm pissed off when I hear her talk like oh, that. I actually want them to. I actually want them to to get some of these things through because it'll be the end of them. Yeah. Well, earlier, earlier too, and I want to go back to a point we were talking about earlier that I said that um, the elite have a big interest in keeping the stock market going, big interest because they're doing so well in it. But the average person's getting killed because I think they're getting bad leadership. So um, I want to go back to what we started on that part of the discussion in in Infused Trade Genius. At what point, Bob, um, does – let me put it this way. Who's going to succeed in the market other than the five richest people? Oh, you know, it's – I, I just don't think of it that way because it, it does it's not workable. So if we have five people that are going to be owning everything in America, there's no America. Exactly. So, so it doesn't really our country system is not is not set up that way that that's even remotely possible. So uh, many things will happen well before then. You know. So I don't I don't think in those terms, but. Um, I think there's a we have a we have a tension in this our political system that that when the fire gets too hot our politicians are cowards and and they'll back off of these things so they I and I believe that'll happen this time too even with Biden because Biden he, he look at um, in November everything changes okay but he's willing to buy oil from terrorists rather than develop it domestically. I understand that, but you know, in November everything changes. So um, he, he's going to have five months to do whatever he wants to do. And in November, when he loses the house, he'll probably resign then for medical reasons because there's no way they'll cut a deal, leave my son alone, I'll quit. You know what I mean? Kind of a kind of a deal. You think that's why the media is on his son so much now? All of a sudden, the yeah. laptop exists where it didn't. It was Russian disinfo a year and a half ago. Now, the Washington Post and New York Times are right there saying, "Oh yeah, it exists. We just need to find out what it is." But it's not Joe Biden. It's just Hunter. That's what exactly. we're exactly. Nope, exactly. I agree with that one hundred percent. Yeah, that's crazy. But so I agree with you. But I I think this. And maybe I'm wrong, but I think it takes a. Um, the marketers today from the rank, rank and file of people, the middle class, they have to have a specific game plan to in the market to combat what's going on in the economy. I think great money can be made because of the volatility, but you better have a plan. Can, can you address that thought? Yeah. I mean, look, you know, the macro theme is laid out for people. If people can't see it, then, then they can't be helped. So anything that is real... Is going to go up in value. Everything that is financially uh, created is going to go down in value, even if the economy struggles, because people are going to want to own things that are tangible. Yes. So going in on that macro, then all we do is apply our our algos to those, and what we have, and you know, I've shared this with these guys before, is that we have we basically have two algorithms that run in tension with each other. One looks at ranges, one looks at momentum. And as we get buy signals that are are uh, complementary of each other, you know we take those trades, and uh, and that gives us great success in the stock market. So we don't leave anything up to chance. Um, you know I have certain biases and opinions. We I shared them all with you here. But if I was wrong in every one of my predictions, my my algorithms don't care about my opinion. Mm, good. They're just looking at what's happening in the market. So so. Um, so I know I'm going to be on the right side of the trades, and so do you have you know, to tinker with your algorithm? Uh, no, it's because it's based on human nature, and it's based on Fibonacci's. So I have it's basically math and math. So it's it's you know it's oscillation momentum. So we see money flow coming in. That means the consensus of traders is that um, we need to we need to reverse. And then the Fibonacci's with our ranges tell us what levels are acceptable levels to uh, to take the trades. So yeah, no, we haven't we haven't really 
dabble with it. There's some things I dabble with on maybe doing some uh, futures trading and stuff, but for the most part, uh, my signal's been the same signal for years. And it doesn't matter what we trade, stocks, crypto, futures market, uh, commodities, it, uh, uh, it, it works the same way. So, uh, which gives us, you know, pretty good success in the market. Uh, you know, you've seen one of my customers' comments. So we, yeah, I'm looking at one right now. Can I read it? Sure. It says from Tyler, and this is from this morning, 7.25 a.m. God love you, Bob Kudla. I made 44% on RIG and 124% on MOS. And I'm going, whoa. I'm, I'm assuming they're talking about rates return here, and that's unbelievable. And then here's another one from Steve Parker. I've been trading a small cash account at about 10K at the end of quarter one, 2022. I am up 45% and have been able to withdraw 4,500 and still have 10K. Trade genius rocks. Um, so l- let me ask you a, a real pointed question, if you don't mind sharing. Sure. What is your rate of return on this? Well, you know, I don't know anybody's individual, you know, what, what they've Do you done. Have an aggregate? Yeah, in aggregate, but in aggregate, we're, our win rate's over sixty-five percent now, and uh, and uh, our profit factor annualized is, is right now about one hundred and seventy percent. Whoa, whoa, go back, give those numbers again, please. Yeah, so you know, if you look at Steve Parker, he said he was forty-five percent up for the quarter. Right. You know, you multiply that by four, it's one hundred and eighty percent. Oh my god. So, so you know, that's what he. Now I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying that's kind of how you look at it, and that's how our our. Our performance is is uh, is um, and I'll look at it exactly from this morning. Give me one second. I'll take okay. Yeah, because people are going to ask that. Well, what kind of yeah, rate so return? At, yeah. Here's ironically, we're at one eighty one point one four percent annualized gains, sixty five point oh nine percent win rate. So so we're doing well, and um, you know we're positioned for the bear market too. So maybe um, maybe the next time we talk here before the Fed meeting, I'll share people three or four stocks. That'll protect them uh, when the spear market takes a bite. But yeah, so we're help, we are able to help people trade on both sides. You know, you're, we're long the commodities, we're we're short some areas in the market, we're long volatility when we need to be. So we have a plan to help people without taking undue risk or having exotic solutions. They can they can make money with us, and we teach people how to do this. You know, um, I've been on your show now. I don't know for. Years and uh, I am not a um, I'm not one of those screaming Lambo guys. You know we're very very methodical in what we do, uh, almost boring, and we'll help you make money trading. And we have specials that you could trade with us. Uh, um, you know, um, sure Dave will put them up for you. And um, yeah, let, let me give those out since you brought that up here because I think I have it here. It's um um. The coupon code for all this is spring, people, and this is really important to know. And you can buy your way in to participating with Trade Genius through what they call the non-bundled items. You can also do bundled, but let me focus on non-bundled. And those are basically the education vignettes that teach you how to do what you do and how to work with the algorithms that really, I think, put you ahead of all the other investors who don't operate with one. And uh, you get 35% off until Saturday the 16th, I believe it is. And the coupon code, again, is SPRING. Yep, that's right. And we have six bundles, so you can trade future to get education. I'm oh, sorry. That's you okay. Where um, you can trade um, uh, cryptocurrencies as well. And we have, look, and we, we'll teach you how to trade the crypto market, you know, um, I, you know, I do a daily podcast on the Trade Genius thing, so I, I share information every day, uh, just a YouTube channel. And and uh, this weekend we did one with my partner, Phil, on crypto, and he, he dropped an Easter egg out there for people. You know what Easter egg is, a golden nugget. And I personally took the trade that he, he suggested, made 6% uh, on, on, a, on a crypto uh, alt trade. And so... Um, so you know, we really help people, and that trade. Once you learn that what he shared, you can apply that every week into crypto whenever that sets up. So we do give you we do give you tools that you can use the rest of your life. Even if you use us and you stop using us, these things tend to have long term life in them. And then we see new trade setups. We share them all the time. So we'll teach people, you know. What's important about Monday, Tuesday? What's important about Thursday, Friday in oil? What's important about the weekend in crypto? 
just things that you can put to your advantage to make money trading. Yeah, you know what I hear though from some people, and this is kind of interesting. They they tell me that um, um, other investment groups they've been involved with or brokers they've been involved with don't do what you do. They don't have a systematic plan based on algorithmic principles that they adhere to. Like I think you said your trades are what, three to five days and you stay in them so long and you have the buy-sell signals from the algorithm. And a lot of people don't have that. They go too much on gut and they're losing their butts right now. Is that what separates your success from your people getting these fantastic numbers from the average person who's losing money in the market? Yeah, you know, I think what a lot of people do when they trade, Dave, uh, especially when they follow people, um, um, is that they like to chase momentum that's already started. Okay, and uh-huh. and um, they, it's called FOMOing, fear of missing out, and they dive on these trades that are uh, have already played out, and where we have a more uh, rigorous approach, and we catch these trades. We call them for the middle sixty. So we'll catch them at the move started, so we're not bleeding edge, but we're, we catch the meat of the move and we hop off. We don't get greedy. A lot of guys YOLO those trades, right? You know, you only live once kind of trades. They end up burning out. You know, what we teach people is, is long-term, long-term systematic approach. You can make money. Now, brokers are a different animal altogether. They're governed, they're governed by uh, fiduciary laws. They're governed by risk allocation laws. And so they'll ask you what your age is, they'll ask you what your risk tolerance is, and they shove you into a passive fund. Exactly. Yeah. They do that so they don't get they don't get um, uh, sued. Okay. But you have to pay a lot more money than you pay me to get the kind of uh, uh, trade results, if you will, with a professional money manager because they're going to want to be paid big time. Here, I'm just sharing information, education, um, and put you in control and. And uh, I'm hopefully a complimentary tool to people and and help you make money. And, and look, I wouldn't be in existence if I didn't help people make money. I've been doing this with Trade Genius. That was my seventh year. Okay, if I lost people money, they'd be screaming on your on your comment section every day of the week. And they're right? not. They never right. do. So, so we do a good job. If we don't oversell what we do, it's really a good approach. You have to work at it, and you have to learn, and you have to have the – your own personal disciplines and 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 patience, but you can't help but make money over time using the system. How, how much time per day, on average, do people spend? Well, you know, we we tell people it's funny because I stay here all day because I see it. Um, but you, you can, if you just trade the first two two and a half hours of the day, if you're a trader, uh, you're good. You know, I usually give the new trades out in the morning because I usually do any opportunity, and I trade in the last half hour of the day. So you literally. And, and if you're a subscriber, you just take the trades we throw out as suggested. You don't have to be there at all. But if you make it a if you make it a craft that you want to own, you you know you, you're there first two hours of the day, and you're there for the last hour hour and a half of the day, and that's all you need. You have the middle of the day. You go. In fact, when I get off the call with you, I'm going for a walk for an hour. I'm not even looking at the market because when you get into that middle part of the day, it's choppy for a trader. So. That's, uh... Gosh, the, 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 but I read these attaboys here, and I know this is real. Plus, Bob, I've had a number of people from my audience that have drifted into Trade Genius and made a choice. But really, as I've talked to you through the years, what really impresses me the most is you have a battle plan that's consistent. And my experience in the market, brokers, they kind of just go on their feelings. Yeah, or they go on a structure that basically keeps them in the herd. So, you know, when this thing, when this market rolls over, you're going to be told to buy the dip all the way down 40% off, okay? <laughs> that's what's going to happen to you. You know why I know that? Because that's what happened in 2008, and that's what happened in 2000, and that's what happened in 1991. They, you know, they never want you out of the market because they can't get their fees. Exactly. Okay? Um, so you... Um, so you're always going to be compelled to buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. Now, look, market's biased to the long side, except that in these situations, you know, at this age of the population, if you're over 60 and you're not starting to generate cash, I've been slowly bleeding my IRA out to cash over the last two months, okay, because I don't want to be caught with my long-term portfolio, there you go. which I don't trade every day, right? I have, I have my macro themes is that I don't want to be caught 
you know, um, uh, 40% down, right? I'll, I'm going to be out of cash. I mean, into cash and, and then waiting to, to buy things on sale come the end of next year. Exactly. That's how you stay ahead of the inflation. Bob, we yep. are flat out of time, but I, I yep. want to thank you really. This was really informative geopolitically and economically, but what I really liked here is how you walked us through what the life of a, a trader with Trade Genius is all about. It was really interesting. Thanks for joining us. I look forward to the next time you're back on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dave. Take care. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground. will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.